0: And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister Teresa come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs. We heard a bang like something had fallen. Several
1: doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open.
0: But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, "Open the
1: door." <gasps> very nasty, demonic-sounding voice.
0: So
2: that is my ghost story.
3: Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. I'm Rebecca Black. And before we get started, we need to send a big thank you to Keith. Have you seen the picture that Keith drew yes!
4: for us? Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Okay, Ziggy, but
3: look at this. Keith, you might remember, he sent us the picture from the Stanley Hotel of the, the ghost standing behind the door. Yes. And we were so excited, he wrote back and said, I'm going to draw more pictures if you want. Oh my want. gosh,
4: can you draw all of our pictures, please? Yes, I know. He sent this, and then I
3: was like, hold up, who are you? Right. Like, do you? So it turns out Keith has worked for DC Comics. He was an animator on no way. the movie Space Jam. What? Yeah. That's so- amazing. So he's yeah.
4: legit. And he's like, I'll draw pictures for you guys if you want. Yeah, he sent us a photo, and it looks like a legit cartoon.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. So thank you, Keith. You can
4: find that at hauntedaf.com. Can you draw us? I um, like So we have the RJ who has sent us pictures of ourselves. And I'm like, yeah. maybe we can get another one of ourselves. Maybe. <laughs> I know. I love the
3: RJ photo, <laughs> I do too. too.
1: It's so
4: cute. Can, we, can I
1: Can I get me as a nine-year-old fighting we, that <laughs> fighting knife away? <laughs>
4: Fighting a demon child? Oh, I would love it. Okay, we'll we'll actually send that
3: audio to Keith because that's awesome. Um, <laughs> another ne- <laughs> another reason you need to go to hauntedaf.com is this uh, audio or not audio, It's this video that Bruce Faulkner sent to us on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um Ziggy, I just have a little tiny clip of this video. Can you play this? This is the classroom video. <sighs> That alone, I know just that creepy. sound freaked me out.
4: Okay, what is that? I don't know.
3: Yeah. Okay. So we posted that on our Facebook page. And then Mona jumped in and she did a little, a little translating. Yeah. Yes. And so she says he's a teacher in the classroom mm-hmm. and that he had stayed after he had asked his students to straighten out their chairs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly why he's going through filming. Then I'm guessing
4: this isn't the first time it's happened to him. Probably. So I'm thinking that he's like, I'm going to go ahead and get my camera out just in case. Right. And then lo and behold, I know, the ghost comes out. That <laughs> screaming. I
3: know, sound. It's, it's such an awful sound. Terrifying. Oh. And supposedly, when you go back and watch the entire video, that's just a little clip of it, you will see that his laptop is open, mm-hmm. or it's closed, then it's open, then it's closed again. So when Ooh. he goes over and closes it, it's like, why is this open again? Yeah, you need to go see that mm-hmm. whole video. Again, go to hauntedaf.com, go to the blogs. That's where you're going to find all, all the it. pictures, all the stories, all of this stuff that we have been posting. Uh, We've got another creepy doll story.
4: Yay! Yeah, this
3: is coming from Ashley. Ziggy, can you play Ashley's story for us?
2: Growing up, I had a great aunt who was a collector of porcelain dolls and she didn't have any children and I was the only little girl in the family so she liked to um, gift them to me. And so my mom got me um, when I was in elementary school. She got me this very, uh, a new bedroom suit for my big girl room and um, I had a glass cabinet for all of your pretty trinkets and um, so I had little precious moments and a pretty little jewelry box in it and also um, had shelves for these dolls. Um, I probably had maybe 10 to 12 of these dolls in this glass cabinet. So one holiday I was gifted this one doll that I really don't know why but I got it. I took it out of the box and I remember holding it and then just for some reason I just like was startled and I dropped the doll right after I got it. I dropped it on the ground and its hand broke. So on its left hand probably three fingers broke and so we put it in the glass cabinet on the back bottom row. We kind of stood her where one of the other dolls was covering up the side of her hand that was broken so you couldn't see it. The dolls stayed in this cabinet. I didn't take them out and play with them. It was just kind of a a decorative thing. And this cabinet you could not open the doors easily. So the doors were kind of jammed and you would have to really tug to get the door to open. So I always had this bad feeling about this doll and it started that I would go to sleep and I would wake up and the Door to the glass cabinet would be open and it would really freak me out because you had to tug on the doors to get them open, so it's not like it would just swing open because it was kind of tilted or anything like that. Like, you really had to try to get this door open. And so, I remember the first time it happened, I told my mom, and I'm like, You know, I'm really scared, I feel like the dolls are trying to get out of the cabinet. And my mom, you know, she told me, Of course not. So, this happened every once in a while for a few months. I would wake up in the middle of the night for no reason and the door would be open. No. Well, then one night I wake up, the door is open, and I crawl to the bottom of my bed, and the doll with the broken hand is out face down on the floor with both hands forward. When that (laughs) happened, I lost it. Ran to my parents' room because not only could you not get the door open easily, you had to tug the door to get open. This doll was on the back row, but also if let's say the door had swung open and the doll had fallen out, its hands would be at its side. Its hands should not be out above its head. It was almost (laughs) like it was reaching for me, like trying to come to my bed. So after that happened, I was done. I told my mom I was done with dolls. I was too old for Mm -hmm. it and forced her to get rid of them. She packed them up in a box and put them in our attic and they have remained there. Um, When I grew up and moved out of the house, my mom asked me if I wanted to take the dolls with me and I politely slightly declined nope.
4: What no, is, no, why is, no, like, no,
3: no, no, no. What is it with moms not wanting to give these things up? I don't
2: know. I don't understand that. I
3: guess because they're expensive. My sister always collected the Madame Alexander dolls. Uh-huh. But those weren't like the porcelain dolls. Yeah. You know? It, the thing had its arms up. I know. How?
4: How did they get like that? <laughs> How? Like, like she's falling forward. She's like, yes. whoa, trying to catch herself. And like cabinets don't just open quietly in the middle of the night. Like you would hear it like jolt open. Yeah. I- ah! I, that's worth just a trip to
3: the flea market or something yeah. to dump the damn dolls. Yeah. You don't need the dolls just anymore. No,
4: don't even get, don't pass them off on other people, burn them in the backyard and be done with it. So you found a story
3: that you wanted to share with yes. us, right?
4: And this is one of those where I read it. I found it on Reddit, obviously. Oh my and gosh, I'm finding the best stuff on Reddit. I know there's right all now. kinds of good stuff and it's a story and it's one of those things where everybody in this person's family had an experience but it, it's so good. I've reached out and I'm like, we have to have this person on the show because there's just so much going on in this plantation house that was her aunt's house. Oh dude. Yeah, and this comes from Reddit user to hell with dishes. To hell with dishes. <laughs> to hell with dishes. That's a really good That's name. That's a great name. I like that. So she said this is the reason why her mother and her have never gone back to her great aunt's plantation home. She says, When I was thirteen, we moved across the country, the southwest to rural South Carolina rural. Rural, rural. 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 Mm-hmm. to South Carolina. My great aunt lives there and has an absolutely astonishing beautiful plantation style home built in 1870s-ish. Wow. Which we already know. 1870. Anything old like that, it's going to be haunted. Mm -hmm. So my mother and I decided to accept her invitation and stay the night with her when I was 16. We all say goodnight and hop in the guest bed together. Okay. So her mom and her in the guest bedroom together. Okay. I have the most horrible nightmares. One scene after another, constantly changing and shifting. What woke me up was the final dream. A mob of people are chasing me and I'm not running fast enough. I get into the room and I'm trying to hold the door while they're beating it down they (gasps) finally break it open i bolt straight up in bed panting looking at my mother for comfort and she is sitting up wide awake has the blanket over her mouth and tears streaming down her face she says quietly the knocking woke me up someone just kicked in the door at this point she says the door is slowly swinging yeah chills (laughs) right are you not like holy crap i know That's crazy. So what happened? So after that, her aunt's bedroom door opens. And they see her, dressed in pink pajamas, tussled hair, walk out into her son's room. So here's the thing. Her son is disabled, so it's not unusual for her to get up in the middle of the night and check on him. But what's unusual is that she never comes out. It never comes out of the nephew's room. Oh. Right? Okay? Okay. So she walks in, but doesn't come out. So after five minutes, something invisible comes out. We know because of the creaking of the ancient hardwood floors. Something comes out, turns off the foyer lamp... And it's not just a light switch. It's one of those old Tiffany lamps with the beaded pole string. So it's like clearly Mm -hmm. audible. (laughs) So then they can smell something coming from downstairs. They both smell bacon and coffee and eggs, tortillas, beans. The entire house smells of breakfast. It's so strong. Like she's getting hungry. She's like, oh, thank God people are awake. We're fine. Let's go get breakfast. So they walk downstairs. It's dark. The kitchen is quiet. The kitchen is, is spotless as they left it the night before. So then a few minutes later, her great uncle comes down the stairs and is pissed. Okay. He looks at him. He's like, if you need something, just knock on the door and don't play with my doorknob all night long. I didn't sleep a week. (laughs) So something's happening with him too. He had also come downstairs because he smelled them cooking breakfast. But there's no breakfast. But there's no breakfast. Then her aunt soon follows, and she's wearing a plain white shirt with pale blue bottoms. Not the pink outfit that they had previously seen earlier of the image walking into the nephew's nephew's room. room. Oh, my gosh. They've never been back after dark ever Did they? Since. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, we definitely need to talk I to this. I need more. I need details. I'm like, does her aunt still have like disturbances after right. they left? If the uncle
3: was mad at them, maybe this is, if he thought it was them. Right. Then maybe discuss? this isn't something that happens on a regular That's basis. That's what I'm thinking
4: too. I don't know. Or did oh. they discuss that they had all had some sort of weird experience that night?
3: Right. And what's the history of the house? Yes. I
4: don't know. Like, there had to have, I mean, it's a plantation house. There had to have been some, some crazy Stuff going on. on there. Ooh, that's good. Isn't that a good one? Thank you, Reddit. And yes. I found one this week. Somebody
3: else that I reached out to, she had a ghost story about hands. Ooh. About these kind of disembodied hands. And the thing that trips me out is that it sounds like a story that a friend of mine told me in high school. Ooh. So, yeah. So And I have never heard another ghost story that's similar to this. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to her, and hopefully we'll have that person on next week right. so we can tell this ghost story. So the Queen of Queens, she has her own podcast. She's got her own Twitter account. She mm-hmm. reached out to us not long ago, and we were already talking about having each other on uh-huh. uh, each other's podcast. But then she sent these pictures to me right before September 11th, and she sent some shocking photos that I've been dying to talk about for a while. So let's see if she's on the phone right now. Are you there? Hello? Hi, is this the real Queen of Queens?
0: Yes, it is.
3: What is your podcast about?
0: It's really like Seinfeld. It's really about nothing. Whatever we feel like talking about. That's awesome.
3: (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. So I understand you're a ghost story fan?
0: Very much so.
3: And you sent me some photos, but before we get to those, do you have a ghost story you want to share with us?
0: Oh, my Raggedy Ann story? Oh,
3: tell it. (laughs) Bring it
0: on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was about... Six or seven years old. And my mother bought me, she bought me a Raggedy Ann doll. So you're talking late 60s, early 70s.
4: Right.
0: Let me just set the record straight. I have a brother who's two years older than me. And he had a reputation of destroying my dolls. So oh. keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. So one evening, it was just me and my mom home by ourselves. And we were watching TV, so I decided to put my doll to bed. So... I went to put my doll to bed, I tucked her in, and later on, after we finished watching TV, I went into the bedroom and my doll was not on my bed. She turned out to be on my brother's bed, which I thought was a little strange, but okay. So fast forward, next time I got my doll, I noticed her arm was missing. So I started crying, and I was like, mommy, mommy, look what John did. He ripped her arm off, you know. So my mother takes the doll, and she looks, and what was very strange was there was no tear, no rip, no anything. What? Yes. Now Raggedy Ann is a rag doll, so you would figure there would be a hole, there would be tear, nothing, completely clean. So my brother was confronted, obviously, you know. I didn't do anything, I didn't do nothing, you know, which my mom thought was very strange, I just put the doll to the side, whatever. The next time I got the doll, the arm was back. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You got a surgeon ghost. Check this out. Her leg was missing. God's honest truth. God's honest truth. So Raggedy Ann's,
3: is there like a seam where the limbs are attached? Or is there like, so, okay, so there's not like a hole with stuff or anything. Like they're both sewn up on
4: each side as they've been
3: separated. Okay, now I got it. Keep Mm -hmm. going. Now I see it.
0: So, I mean, in one way, I was very excited that her arm was back. But I went, I was like, (laughs) Mommy, look, her arm is back. But look, her leg is gone. I said, John did it again, you know. So she's like, give me that. You know, so she looks and she was totally baffled. So she's like, something's going on here. Mm, you yeah. know? And this is the God's honest with ladies. So the next time it happened again, the leg was back, but the other arm was gone, oh so my, my mother was like, oh, this crap, something's wrong. I'm getting rid of this doll. Yes. Yeah. you got rid of the doll. Yes. Yeah. we got rid of the Finally, doll.
4: Finally, somebody <laughs> who got rid of the scary doll. <laughs> yes.
0: She she got rid of the saying doll. that. Yes. But it gets better. Okay. It gets better. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Fast forward. I don't know how many years. I can't do the math right now. Forgive me. But. I'm in my 30s, mind you, mm-hmm. okay? So, we live in a two-family house. My brother and his wife and his son live upstairs. I live downstairs. So, I go out one Saturday morning to go have a cigarette. So, we have a porch. I open the door. Mm-hmm. I go to my left. Guess what's sitting in the chair?
4: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Is it the doll or <laughs> the arm?
0: big-ass raggedy and all. <laughs> I kid you not. I stood there and I just was seen for like five minutes (laughs) and and I was like, my mouth was hanging open. I just slowly closed the door and my co-host is my sister-in-law, my ex-sister-in-law, but, and I just closed the door and I went, cat. So she goes, what? And I'm like, you'll never guess what's outside. So She's like, what? I was like, there's a (laughs) rig at the (laughs) end. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, there's a big ass raggedy and doll sitting outside on the porch. So she's like, Oh my god! You know, cause the whole family knows the story, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. So my, nep- my nephew, who's like nine, I think at the time, he starts crying because obviously he knows the story. Yeah. We were like freaked out. Oh. Do you
4: so have so, any idea how it got there? And then what did you no. do with it?
0: You know, we thought maybe my brother did it, but he was the way, you know, he races cars, so he was away for the weekend. So we were like, how the hell did this get here? Kathy called up her friend Jennifer, who lived across the street, thinking maybe it was her daughter's doll. You know, Jennifer's like, no, Allie doesn't play with, you oh know, raising Oh We have no clue how that doll got there. Okay, but what'd you do with it? Please tell me you burned it. Yep. Well, my nephew took it across the street to his friend's house and they did like some street justice on it so the street totally justice destroyed it
3: <laughs> ah!
4: yes. that is amazing because well, yep. you know you know
3: the
0: original Annabelle doll yes.
3: it's a is a right hand doll. Well, thank yeah. you, thank you yeah. for burning that nasty That's thing and, and getting rid amazing. of it. amazing. Okay, yeah. so but you have to tell us um, I've been asking for somebody who knows anything about orbs because you shared some photos with me pictures that you took with your son at the 9-11 memorial. Mm-hmm. So tell yes. us about those.
0: Back in 2014 we went into Manhattan actually we went to a book signing down in, um, you know, in that area it's right back there. So after we came out of the book signing so Michael was like oh mommy you know could we go down by you know to the memorial site I was like sure definitely so we went down there and we we were looking around and stuff so I said you know would you like to take some pictures and he's like yeah so we took the pictures and it wasn't with the with the phone I actually had my camera with me when I took the pictures afterwards I was looking at them and I was like oh my god so he's like what happened so I says Michael I says look there's orbs so he's like, what are orbs? So I explained to him, you know, what my interpretation, what orbs mm-hmm. are. So I totally believe that those were, orbs to me are the souls of the departed. I, I totally or- believe that those <gasps> were the souls of the victims so, of 9-11
3: we're looking at the picture uh, oh of your son gosh. right now uh was it snowing that day
0: no that was uh that was in april and as you can see in the picture my son had a very light sweater on yeah right. so no
4: For, from what i'm seeing i see one two three four five six look at this next
3: one. Oh my gosh yeah because you can see them <gasps> all everywhere. over there was it raining yeah. was there a mist or anything that night
0: no no it was it was clear night, it was a beautiful night. It was chilly, actually, you know he wore the sweater, and it was a beautiful, beautiful night, very peaceful down there and Totally believe those were
3: orbs. It's funny, I showed those photos to my husband. He yeah. was a total skeptic. Right, he shoots down every single story mm-hmm. that I tell him. And he looked at that and he was like, Julie, so many people died there. I know. That's the first thing he said. I know. And and it's those pictures are beautiful. We're gonna share those photos if that's okay. At haunted Oh, definitely.
0: Most definitely, yes.
3: So can Rebecca and I come on your podcast at some oh, point? Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we could talk about nothing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, most definitely. We have to set up something. <laughs> Let's definitely. do
3: it. We can, We'll come on and tell some ghost
0: stories. How about yeah, that? I like that. Definitely, yeah. So
3: that's Francine, The Real Queens of Queens. Where can we find your podcast?
0: We're on Audio Boom, Spotify, CastBox, I Heart Radio. We yeah.
3: will include some links so people can find you. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Don't forget, if you have a ghost story to share, because we need them. We yeah, definitely need always. some ghost stories. Give them the email address.
4: Hansetafpodcast at, at gmail.com
3: podcast at gmail.com I always gotta give it twice and remember you can also reach us through the website if you go to hauntedaf.com yep. there's a little let's chat button just click that and tell us whatever but another reason you need to go to hauntedaf.com is this story about a house out of Australia mm-hmm. so this is courtesy of my friend Christy Bernstein and she sent us a link from this realtor so uh, Ziggy just show us the first photo from this house so this is at 10 Me- Ellery Crescent in hey. McGill, Australia. Looks
4: totally normal on the totally, outside.
3: yes. And I guess this is a home also built like in the 1700s, uh-huh. 1800s. Yeah. Very, very old on a gigantic plot of land. They say it has, I don't know, like 10 different bedrooms. There's even a little That's chapel. a big house. Yeah, it's a gigantic place. But it has two different basements. Mm-hmm. And if you go for a tour of this home, so Ziggy, let's look at the next photo. This is what you're going to find in one of the basements.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Yeah, let's talk about
3: staging, okay? They're like scarecrows almost, but with terrifying Halloween masks. Well, if you've seen the movie Midsummer, the new... Yeah, okay. They have these things where like when they kill people and then they take all the meat out of them Uh, and then they look like creepy scarecrows and it looks like that shit
4: exactly what that looks that's like. That's exactly
3: what it looks uh, like. Yeah, so then you continue your tour. And of course, it's got normal bedrooms. Of course. It's got a lovely kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then you go check out the other basement and you find this.
4: Yeah, yeah, more of the same scary stuff. Like dolls everywhere. What's the blonde thing? I don't know. L- I mean, that's almost like Do you remember hell? that Momo challenge thing? It looks like Momo in a blonde wig. Like yeah, she's gone blonde for the summer. It kind
3: of does. Now. And this isn't the only creepy stuff, but it's kind of like that yeah. where you're just going through the house and, you know, everything's fine, fine and then there's weird stuff like that. Uh, I've sent a message to the realtor Mm -hmm. but again, this is in Australia so I have no, like, what's the time difference? I don't know. It's like two days, right? Is it? More than almost 24 hours, I think. Yeah, it's like October there right (laughs) now or something. So I don't know if we'll ever hear from them but there is uh, one of the things that, this is the realtor's note and they reminded everybody, they're like, watch out for cobwebs and Uh don't wear a suit. Like, you're going to get dirty when you come to this place. But quote, brave people only, leave the kids at home or keep them supervised and then Watch the steps.
4: I don't think the steps are what so, you need to be worrying but, um, about here. They've obviously decorated it this way, right? Uh, yes. So, but does anything actually creepy go down there? I have no idea. The watch the steps part makes me think that they're going to try to eat me <laughs> or something, or maybe you're just going to fall down the uneven steps. <laughs> maybe I don't know. It, That's not as exciting.
3: I, <laughs> I, I like I like your version okay, better. Good. But it's funny. I reached out to this Australian real estate mm-hmm. company, and then out of nowhere, I got an email from a woman in Queensland. So hmm. I don't know if there is a connection there. Maybe. Um, we're getting a whole lot of new listeners out of Australia. Yeah. So I love this story. She says, just before Christmas in 2015, I was in my kitchen making baubles. What, what are baubles? baubles? I have no idea.
4: Is that like appetizers? Uh,
3: like apps? I, I thought baubles were like jewelry. Let, let's find out. Okay. We got to look into that. But she says, I was standing in front of an open window where I was leaving said baubles to dry. <laughs> I want to hear her accent.
4: I know, right? Uh,
3: something <laughs> caught my attention something caught my attention and i turned to look to my right through the living room door and i saw a white gray object floating towards me it was shaped like a backwards s with wispy tails coming off of either end of the shape it was a solid object not see-through definitely not smoke this object floated through the living room door away from quite high up and headed towards me I was frozen at this point. It reached my shoulder, (laughs) then floated down my arm, across my hand, down my fingers, and then out the window. I was overcome with emotion, and I burst into tears, part fear, and a weirdly sense of peace. The only way I can describe the object was like the floaty stuff you get in fish tanks, like the thin yeah. film, but it wasn't see-through. Ew. It's been on my mind for years. I have never found a similar story or meaning. It was about 1 p.m., my son was napping, and the window had a fly screen on it, on it so there's no way it could have left through the window if it was solid. Yeah. Have you ever heard of anything like this? No,
4: it sounds like worm of death, though. Isn't that like centipede of death?
3: And I asked her, I'm like, can you draw us a picture or something? Yeah, I would
4: love to see that. Yeah. And she was
3: like, Oh, I've got to pick up my kids from school. I'll get back to you. So I have I haven't heard from her since. Because
4: like, how I'm wondering how big it was.
3: Um, I don't know. But she said it left her with a sense of peace, and the way she described it, like it came to her and kind of floated down her arm. Yeah. So it doesn't sound scary. Scary, but then uh, I, I always hear that,
4: like, people who are on their deathbeds or whatever have that weird peaceful moment sometimes when they come back. <laughs> so that's why I'm thinking, like, the centipede of death. Because <laughs> it, it's, like, death. scary and peaceful at the same time. I do have that kind of mental image. Of yes, somebody, but she does it. She's of, like, like, like almost swirling around her arm or something. Right. Like a snakey okay. kind of thing. if you're listening,
3: we need to talk to you. We need to get more of this story. Right.
4: And if anybody else has ever had something like this happen... Please, send it our way. Haunted AF at podcast at gmail.com yeah
1: i have an answer for you what so baubles is the is the australian name for uh christmas ornaments
4: oh Oh, so the little glass balls hello baubles yeah
3: well and thank you for checking that because what if it had been like some sort of opium treat or something (laughs) that would fully explain why she's having a hallucination (laughs) or something so thank you for that ziggy okay a couple weeks ago rebecca and i spoke to someone bobby mack Oh, we had to look up Bobby Mac's podcast.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, He sent us a message about it, I think. Yeah,
3: I just want to give everybody a heads up. This is a recording. I have gone through and edited out as much profanity (laughs) and as much trash talk, but this is, most of our content is PG-13. This is borderline R, so I just (laughs) wanted to, and there's more to come afterwards, so if you're listening and you're very delicate, just turn down your audio for about three minutes and then come back to us, because you have to hear Bobby's story and it's a great ghost story just okay here's bobby (laughs) mack
2: we'll be right back
1: bloody fm
3: presents hometown ghost stories a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles bridges to asylums wandering spirits to demons over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, or on any podcast platform, and find out if your hometown is haunted.
4: Bobby,
1: I want to do it like Whitney Houston. Do it Bobby, like, do it. hello. Bobby. Hey, what's <laughs> up? Going on? <laughs> what are you doing?
3: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that was great. We got Bobby Mack on the phone. Woo! How you doing, Bobby?
1: How's it going, girl? Oh, we're doing great. <laughs> Thanks
3: for calling us today. Good. Especially now that we've got you on yeah, the phone. I know. Tell us I some know. ghost stories. Hey,
1: hey. Oh, man. So when I was younger, I was about 16 years old, and uh, I had met this girl. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, dude, let me tell you something. She was kind of weird, but she had <laughs> so I could not say no, dude. Like... <laughs> I could not say no.
3: Okay, you know what I'm
1: saying. So we're kind of dating around a little bit, and she tells me that the house that she lives in is haunted. You know, I'm just kind of thinking she's full of Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, oh, whatever. That that shit ain't real. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) because you know, I I had a previous experience that I'm gonna talk about next when I was about 13. But I don't know. I just didn't believe in like like what she was telling me because she was telling me that like things would move. That I guess the spirit or whatever was in the house would get angry. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. So then she started talking about, like, I guess, keeping bad spirits out of her house. So she would put magnets on the window seal, Right. And like I said, I ain't never heard of anything like this before. Me so anyway, her mom and dad went out of town. So I was like, hey, it's about to go down, man. It's about to go down. So, so then I head over there. Right. We started messing around. You know, like, I'm 16. I don't know nothing, man. I don't know where, what goes where. I don't know. Sh-. So I took my pants off. But when I was taking my pants off, my foot knocked off. One of the magnets on the window sill.
3: You are so smooth. Right. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep
1: going, Right, and so like, she didn't know that it happened, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't really know at the time, because I was just thinking about one thing. Got and it. so yeah. we started messing around some more of this and that. Well, on top of her dresser, she had like some, um, I guess like those like, little figurines and shit, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So when we were messing around, right, like these ceramic figurines started, like literally, and I'm not exaggerating, I'm not even kidding. They didn't fall off, it's like they mm-hmm. flew off the top of that dresser and up against the wall.
4: Clearly, you were making the earth move. <laughs>
1: so, so, you know what? You know what? Not yet. Not yet. I wasn't making the earth move just yet. All right? So, just, I was like, you know, like I turned around and I saw a couple of figurines on the floor and she looks at me and she goes, Somebody's angry. I thought oh. she was talking about that's what I thought she was talking about. You know,
4: <laughs> oh my God. You, know
1: what? you know, he's angry. Okay, I love that you
4: just went with it. <laughs> keep
1: going, keep going. <laughs> You know, I didn't really think that much of it, you know, because like I said, my mind's on a one-track deal yeah, at yeah, this moment. It.
4: Yes. You've made it
1: very well, clear
3: yes, where your mind was at. clear, yes. yes.
1: That's right. And so then the next thing, the door flies open, and I get scared as shit, <laughs> not because of ghost. I thought her daddy came home. Yes! That's what I thought. I was like, oh, no. So I, like, I jumped up real quick, and when I jumped up, the door was open, and then it slammed shut. Oh! So I was like, nope, this ain't happening. Man, I ran out of that house harder than times <laughs> in nineteen twenty nine, girl. I was gone, man. I was out of there. I left. I was like, nope, I ain't mess around. I said, dude, we can mess around in my car, but I ain't going back in your car <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. So, wait, oh, said, man. What said, an amazing man. life lesson you I know, learned. I good, know. Job, Bravo. good job, Good job, <laughs> Okay. Uh, but you said you had a, an experience prior to that.
1: Yeah, I did. So, to make a very, very long backstory short, right? Okay. Um, my mom's brother who lived in Chicago for many years. He was homeless. He had a real bad drinking problem, whatever. Well, in his later years, they brought him down here to San Antonio, which is where I'm from. And uh, he lived with us for a while. He kind of got on his feet. He was starting to do really, really good. And um, my parents were able to get him an apartment to where he can stay and he lived in those apartments for probably about three weeks and uh he passed away in those apartments alcoholism and all this stuff so he had passed away and he probably lived with us for probably i want to say about a year and a half Mm -hmm. and uh i was 13 years old when he passed And I would say maybe a couple days after the funeral, I'm sitting in the living room and I'm watching TV late at night. And um, there's a hallway that goes to the back of the house where all the bedrooms are. Mm -hmm. And he stayed in the very, very back bedroom. The thing is, is that he was real tall, because I'm about 6'4". He was probably about 6'1", 6'2". He was a tall, thin guy. And um, when I was sitting there watching TV, just kind of mind my own business, out of the corner of my eye, I saw this really tall, thin shadow go into the hallway and into the back. So, you know, at first I thought I saw that. So I was like, it probably wasn't anything. Well, I started to see this every night.
3: Oh my gosh.
1: Every night. Now, at first I was scared. I was like, how's there a ghost in my house? I wasn't putting two and two together that it may be my uncle, you know, because nothing was like, I didn't get like a bad energy feel from it. And I finally told my mom, I was like, mom, come here, let me talk to you real quick. And I told her, I was like, look, I don't want you to think I'm crazy and shit, but I think I see Uncle Gilbert walking into the hallway, into the back room. And my mom tells me, she goes, I see him too.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh.
1: Whoa. Bobby. And I, was, dude, I almost started crying. and so I was like, somebody help me. Oh, <laughs> was like, oh my, my gosh. Dude, dude, so, dude, it was so crazy, man. Like, you know, when I figured out it was him, I was more at ease, but it was this constant every night for probably about, I would say, three weeks to a month. Every night, I would see that tall, thin shadow walk down the hallway to the back into the back room.
4: Oh my goodness. It sounds like maybe he was just watching over you guys, making sure you were okay after he had passed away. We get so many stories like this where yeah. people just kind of see something,
3: something right after someone passes away mm-hmm. and it's always like that month afterwards. Mm-hmm. I really wonder what it is. is I don't Is that know. just like a residual thing or them having a hard time moving on maybe. or something? Was that your mother's brother?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was my mother's brother. And you know what? I think, you know, looking back at it now you know he was probably more likely hanging around because we did help him yeah because the thing is that none of the other family would bring him into their home because he was homeless he had a drinking problem yeah Yeah. so you know nobody wanted to take care of him and so my mom did you know what i'm saying like my mom's always been that way she's taken in kids throughout the years like i have i have 11 siblings because my mom has adopted kids throughout the years oh
4: Oh, my gosh your mom is a saint that's amazing
1: my mom's a real strong woman and she's always taking care of people so i think that he was just really kind of like what you said said maybe letting us know that he's okay yeah. you know possibly or i don't know it's some freaky shit
3: thank you so much for sharing those stories those are awesome yeah
1: hey I, i'm a big fan of your podcast i love it it is so great it's something i like to listen to on the way to work in the morning i'm just at home i love it you girls are doing great
3: oh, well we f- you. love you too bobby <laughs> <laughs> you keep in oh, touch,
1: dirty girls i love you
3: you're doing <laughs> <That was>
4: great <laughs> Okay. Bye Bobby. Bye. All right. Bye girls. That was amazing. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. We had so much fun during that interview. I I love, what is the name of his podcast? I, so I think it's Bobby Mac Jumbo XL pod, podcast. Yeah. Give it a chance. We
3: would have him on every single week, but after a while it would just be one long. Beep. beep.
4: He really did love to drop S-bombs. Yeah.
3: And, a lot. And honestly, when we first got started and he started talking about hooking up with the girl, right. I thought he was just like punking it. Yes. Us. I thought he was going to end up just giving this really graphic sex description.
4: Same. Same. But and, then we ended up laughing the entire time. Yeah. So oh, again, God. that was
3: uh, the Bobby Mac Jumbo XL podcast. <laughs> yeah. Check him out. He was adorable. Rebecca and I have been working on something. Yes. And oh my God. It's kind of like our McKinney situation last year when we found the- But better. But better, yeah. We found that haunted house and it ended up not being haunted in McKinney. Or so they say. I'm still not completely convinced because it is creepy. Right. So, this situation, though, we have been trying to get information about it since about April. Yeah. And we finally went to this graveyard yesterday. Mm
4: -hmm. So apparently everything around this little graveyard is haunted. Right, so that's what we had heard,
3: but then we go and start interviewing people. Ziggy, just play a little clip.
2: Five years ago, I was sitting in that office right there working on the computer and on the side of my eye, I can see a little kid standing (laughs) by my door
3: and sit look. Gee, look at her It's not often that we go out and we get, like, an actual payoff right. like that. Yeah. And so we're going to share all of that with you on the next Haunted AF.
4: All right, Haunted AFers, remember to subscribe, either iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as well as our brand-new website, HauntedAF.com. Ooh, it's so bright and shiny over
0: there.
3: Got to say thanks to our board op, Ziggy Backer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And to Andrew <laughs> and for our theme song. Also, a shout out to On Air Media for titles and technical support.
4: And, of course, we have to thank you for listening to Day AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt
1: you. Oh, I'll come back and haunt you, too, Rebecca. Mm-hmm.